0: And then he heard what had happened to John the Baptist. And he heard that John the Baptist had been put into prison. And so he began to, he left Nazareth immediately and began to work up the seacoast and work small villages and small towns. They didn't have any large towns back in those days except Jerusalem and he'd just walk and as he had manifest himself help people that start following him and you have to know how to help people so God can use you And my scripture tonight it's chapter 4 in the book of Matthew and as Jesus left Nazareth he began to walk up through the cities and began to lay hands upon them. Come and follow me. I will make you fishers of men. And when he did that, he was brand new at that time. But when he did that, in the fourth chapter of the book of Matthew, the 16th verse the people which sat in darkness saw great light and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death light is sprung up from that time Jesus began to preach and to say repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee he saw two brethren Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers. And he said unto them follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway Left their nets and followed him. If you ever make that decision, that'll be the greatest decision you ever make in your life. Lord, it took God forevermore. And going on from this, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. In the ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And straight, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people. Everybody say all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic crazy just crazy people and those that had the palsy, and he healed them they made no what they brought, he healed them And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. God had trained him what to do when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights up in the wilderness. But then... After 40 days and 40 nights, the devil appeared to him. He said, You be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. He said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. Not just one thing in the Bible, but everything. not just bring one sick person to Jesus. Bring anybody that's sick that wants to be healed or anybody that has all kinds of different kinds of devils, lunatics, crazy people. Bring them to Jesus, and he'll lay hands on them and cast that spirit out of them, and they can be normal. But you have to know how to do that. Blessed be God forevermore. Thank you, Jesus when I began to learn how to do this I uh, was in a shopping center in Cleveland, Tennessee one day sitting in my car about the middle of the afternoon maybe 3.30 or 4 o'clock, something like that and God moved on me supernaturally in my car and told me to go to a certain city at a certain place and showed me where the place was at well I'd learned already when God says something he means it so I just started my car and took off he showed me how to get there so when I got there I pulled up to this place where he sent me that was in a car by myself and there was a young man standing in front of the doorway when I pulled up to the, drive- in the driveway he came running out of the house and he said oh brother noble God has sent you here I mean God has sent you here supernaturally oh so I said I know he did yeah. Well, now, you might say, no, Brother Norville, let's qualify that. Why would God send you to a place in another city? Uh, what, is it, what did he send you there for? He didn't even tell me what for. Because he sent me there because somebody was in trouble. And he knew that I knew how to get freedom for them. Well, Brother Noble, God don't ever move up on me and send me no, no towns and tell me where to go to and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I said, well, you know why you don't? No, I don't know why I don't. Because you don't know anything. Well, now, brother-in-law, wait a I minute! Mean, don't be so mean. I mean, you know, I love the Lord. <laughs> so does bluebirds. what's that got to do with anything? You love the Lord, yeah, yeah. I love the Lord. Well, if you love Him so much, why don't you obey Him? Well, I mean, I don't know, you know. What, what in the world do I know about a lunatic? See, that's your answer. If you don't know what to do with a lunatic, then he won't be sending you know, someplace. Because you don't know what you're doing. But if you would apply yourself to the ministry of Jesus and to his word and learn what you're doing you learn from Jesus folks learn what you're doing he can send you places I I didn't know this young boy come out you know looks like he's about close to 20 he said oh well, yeah I said you on TV said, Brother Noble uh, God God has sent you here there's a boy up here in, in our house there's a boy here upstairs and he's crazy. Well, I said, I met a lot of them. He said, no, this boy, he don't, his mind snapped, You don't have no mind. And said, well, look like I've got my work cut out for me. So I go in the house, and I went to go into the house, this real uh, distinguished looking fellow. He said, uh, he, he come down the stairs, and he has another fellow with him, one of his assistants. And he said, um, "Mr. Hayes, he said, you know, you don't know me, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm a psychiatrist for Covington College here in the city of Chattanooga, and my, uh, in, in, in And I did a year ago, he said, I I didn't even believe in this kind of stuff. But he said, I saw a man on TV that used to be a bank robber, used to be a robber of places. And he went across the country and robbed 70 some places and never got caught. And he said, I saw him on TV giving his testimony. He said, I was... I was from a hippie house in Nashville and I drove my car, driving my car to Florida to get a load of acid so I could sell the drugs to hippies. And yesterday afternoon, this afternoon, this afternoon, right here close to this building, he said, uh, my car went flunk it won't run and he said I uh," the voice spoke to me I got out of my car and a voice spoke to me and told me to go in that building and so in that building Lester Summerall and myself was holding a four or five day seminar and he come walking in and he looked like the twin brother of Charles Manson he had a beard and he had sleeveless shirt on he had Indian moccasins and he said the voice told me to go in that building he said I went in that building and uh, you and Lester Sumner was in there holding a seminar I said oh yeah we prayed for you yesterday didn't we he said oh yeah you said that right I walked in there you know on my way to Uh, uh, Florida to get a load of acid and drugs and take it back to the hippie house in Nashville and sell it and make money from the hippies but he said I uh so I told y'all I said I remember what you said you said your car broke down and the voice spoke to you told you to come in there but I knew the devil didn't send you in there that's for sure because the devil don't never send nobody to a meeting with me and Lister Summerall. <laughs> I mean even the devil's not that dumb he walked in there the day before that, and we said in Jesus' name, "Come out of him." He had a b- black bag tied around this arm, black bag tied around this arm, had a sleepless shirt on, and an Indian headband, leather headband, plaited around his head. And he said, "When y'all did that to me, something left me, and I cried all afternoon." I said, "Yeah, I noticed that. That you cried all afternoon." He said, "Yeah." I cried all afternoon. He said, I never, never come in contact with power like that before. I said, look, you just took authority over that spirit that had you bound for years. Command that thing to come out of you." And so, he said, I began to cry. I said, I cried all afternoon. All afternoon I cried. He said, now then, Mr. Hayes, he said, you know, you came here, you know what for? And I said, no, I don't have any idea why I came here. Probably to obey God, I guess. Because he sent me here. He said, well, well, he said, you all took authority over those spirits that had me bound and set me free from those crazy spirits that had me totally bound. And I said, oh yeah. Now he said, Covington College is on top of Lookout Mountain in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And he said, this man here is a psychiatrist of Covington College. And this man is his helper. And he brought a man down here today because he's seen uh, he's seen me on TV and I gave my testimony. I went across the country and robbed about 75 places and, and I explained to him how Norval Hayes and Lester will test the devil out of me and he said, uh, I never felt him like that before. I said, well, you cried all afternoon. You had the joy of the Lord. He said, oh, yeah, boy, I sure did. Man, I sure did. And I said, all right. And I said, he said, Brother well, Hayes, would you be willing to pray for this young man? Uh, this young man is from Covington College, a student from Covington College, which is, up on, is on, on top of Lookout Mountain. And I said, he, uh, he don't, uh, his mind snapped. He don't know his own name. He has been in a padded cell for like three or four days. He don't even know who he is. Would you be willing to pray for him? I said, sure. Yeah, I'll pray for him. And the psychiatrist spoke up. He says, hey, Mr. Hayes, he said, my, my, my assistant and me, we want to go in the room with you while, you while you pray for him. I said, oh, no, you can't go. He said, uh, why not? I said, because you don't know what you're doing. He said, well, uh, that's the truth. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't even believe in this kind of stuff a year ago. And I saw this guy on TV. He said his car broke down. He went in a building and you and Lester Summerall cast the devil out of him. And I said, Yeah, we did. Yeah, we cast the devil out of him. And I said, now then he's here. And I said, Well, bless the big God forevermore. And I said, God will bless anybody. But you have to know how to get him to do it. He said, well, couldn't we go in the room with you while you pray for him and watch you? And I said, oh, no, you can't go in the room with me and watch me. I need all the faith I can get. And since since you don't have any. What's this side? Psychiatrist can help some people, you know, but what does, what does a psychiatrist know about casting out devils? He said, well, he don't, he don't even know his own name. He's been in the padded cell, coming in college for, for three or four days. He don't even know who he is. I said, well, we'll go upstairs and meet, meet him. He said, well, he can't talk. You know, he just stares at you. I said, that's Okay. So we went upstairs, and they introduced me to him, and he just looked at me. I said, all right, now, first of all, you're a psychiatrist. You need to listen to me so you can learn something. Now, there's a reason why this boy got this way. And I need to know the reason why he got this way. And I said, what did he do to get this way? He said, well, they were having, uh, racing across the campus. The students at Covenant College was, you know, running across the campus and so forth. And some of the other student, male students, uh, dared him to pull his clothes off and run across the campus in the nude I said well that'll do it and when they backed him out he ripped his clothes off in the nude and took off across the campus in front of the boys and girls and ran real fast across the campus and when he got to the other side of the campus his mind snapped He's been a vegetable ever since. He don't even know his own name. Let's go upstairs and I'll show you. I said, okay. And he didn't know his own name. I said, well, God sent me here supernaturally. I'm in a shopping center up in Cleveland, Tennessee, where I live. And I'm sitting in my car about 3.30pm at the middle of the afternoon, 4 o'clock. And the Lord moved it on me in my car and told me to come to this address and showed me how to get here. Because I didn't know he was, he was here. I didn't know you had somebody that had lost their mind. They said, well, he's lost his mind, all right. And I said, well, I can see that. They said, well... Y'all will get your stuff together And go downstairs And leave me alone I'll pray for him Do you think Mr. Hayes Do you think that I didn't even believe In this kind of stuff A year ago When I saw somebody on TV Said that you cast the devil out of him He said And it made sense to me So I'm over the students coming in college so he lost his mind so I brought him down here because this place was mentioned to me over the TV and I said well sorry." Right. I said I'll pray for him and we can't stay going there with you and watch you huh? And I said no I need all the faith I can get and y'all don't have any Well I mean you have enough faith to get here from the college But you don't don't know what you're doing He said well that's the truth We don't know what we're doing (laughs) I said but you can learn I said if you all go downstairs We went upstairs All of you go back downstairs and sit in the living room And I'll begin to pray for him Because God sent me here I didn't know what far, he just told me to come here. But I don't know why he sent me here now. He sent me here now to get this boy's mind back for him. You understand that? Because he will go to the crazy house for the rest of his life. If he's not restored. Do you know how to get him restored, Mr. Hayes? I said, I do. I know how to get him restored, yeah. You said that right, I know how to get him a sword. Well okay, we'll go back downstairs. I said just leave me alone. By this time it's kinda late in the afternoon. So can you let me have one of those chairs up here? One of those chairs. Just put it right here. So he was sitting in a chair. So they all left. So I just walked over to him. Jesus name. And he's just sitting there, you know. I laid my hands on him. I said, "Now you foul devil, that has stole this young man's mind. You're not. I know what you have in mind, Satan. You're gonna. You're gonna try to send him to Marcus and Ben." which in knew that's the nut house and I said you, but I said no I said God sent me here uh, to get his mind back for him and that's exactly what I intend to do get his mind back for him and so in Jesus name I lay my hands on him and I take authority over his mind and I command his mind to come into him and I command, I command you Satan that stole his mind come out of him In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you, obey me. In Jesus' name, come out of him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I said, come out of him. I did that for probably about 15 minutes. I began to get a little bit tired. So I go over and I sit in my... They brought me a chair and I go over and sit in my chair. And he was about far from here at that front row from me I had a big room upstairs and he's sitting in his seat but he didn't he didn't. I mean nothing you couldn't see nothing move about him when I did that and so I went over and sat in my chair and I rested for a while you have to understand folks you can't let the devil drive you crazy and wire you out because devils will wire you out if you don't know how to treat them you have to show the devil you have faith and so I went over and sat in the chair and I rested for about oh 15 to 20 minutes and once in a while I'd say Satan are you so stupid you're still trying to stay in this young man You can't stay in this young man. God sent me here to set him free. And I command you, come out of him. And I did that for him. I'd rest about fifteen minutes. Until I got rested, then I'd go back over, stand beside of him again. I just said, You foul devil that's trying to steal this young man's mind. To put him in muccas and bin for the rest of his life. I said, but you're not going to do it. God sent me here supernaturally. I was in my car in a shopping center up in Cleveland. And God moved in on me. Told me to come here. At this address. I didn't know what for. But when I got there. I see what God wanted me to do. He sent me there. Because I knew how to do it. Now, that's one thing. But now the next thing, the most important thing, he sent me there because he knew that I would do it. Now, if you don't have the ability to pray all night, And get his mind back for him. uh, God wouldn't send you there because you're not qualified to help him. You can't learn anything when somebody don't know anything. But Jesus knows something. The scripture I read to you tonight: those that were lunatic, those that had the palsy. Those crippled, blind, he'd lay his hands up on them and take authority over it, command that thing to come out of him, and people would follow him. He'd get through that one. Sometimes devils don't have have, all of them have the same strength. Uh, Some devils are strong. And they are, they don't come out easy. If they've been in there a long time, they don't come out easy. But you have to make them come out. You have to force them. You have to say, Satan, I command you to obey me. I command you, obey me, come out of him. And now, it's late in the afternoon. I'd pray for him and I'd I'd pray for him until I got a little bit tired I'd come back over and sit in a chair sometimes I'd rest for 10 minutes sometimes maybe 20 minutes sometimes I'd rise up and say are you still trying to hang on to him I told you in Jesus name come out of him You can't stay in there. You know you can't. Because I I command you in Jesus' name to obey me. Come out of him, I said. So uh, I'd pray for him for a while, and then I'd go back over and sit in a chair and rest. So I prayed for him about... uh, late in the afternoon and I prayed for him about uh, about eight hours nearly all night and i have been praying for him about an hour I guess and he didn't make one sound for about an hour then all of a sudden he gets out by the chair and walks across the room and goes to the father's corner from me and kneels down in a corner and kind of hides his face and he begins to bark like a dog oh 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 oh, 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 oh i said, oh give me a break <laughs> come out of him i said It's so I'd been doing that about uh, maybe two hours. I told him not to come back, the psychiatrist and his helper and the other people. I said, stay downstairs, leave me alone. All of a sudden a door flew open. To the room that him and me was in, the door flew open. And one of the men come walking through like this with a tray up like this he looked like a French butler or an English butler he had it like this right here and he was walking across the room towards him you know he'd kneel down like that and bark like a dog and he'd say water water I want water Oh, ooh 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 ooh, ooh, ooh 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 water and he, he come, the door flew open, and he came come walking, walking across the room like this with a tray and water like this, like an English butter. I said, hey, 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 where are you going? He said, well, we heard him ho- holler for water. I said, water? I don't give devils a drink. He said, he said, devils? I said, yeah, devils. That's what's bothering him, devils, you understand? He has no contact with angels, devils, devils, devils. Devils. He said, but he was hollering, he wanted water. I said, I don't give devils a drink you give devils a drink of water and it won't be but another hour or so they'll send you out after a cheeseburger and french fries you can't give devils no you can't give devils a drink and he says uh, cheeseburger and french fries I said yeah cheeseburger and french fries devil likes them oh my. So does dogs. Ooh, 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 ooh. He says, well, we just heard him howling for water, and we thought we'd bring him a drink. I said, I don't give devils devil a drink. You can't obey them, man. You obey them, they'll send you out after their lunch. You can't o- obey them. Oh. Well, okay. I said, now "Don't come back up here no more." I don't care if you wallows and screams. Give me some water. Give me some water. Give me some water. No, I said, "No," I'm giving him nothing. So I kept on doing that. How long? All night. Make you feel real funny, folks. When you ask God. God, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you've got several thousand churches, different denominations. And I'm sure they probably all love you as well as they know how. I said, but... What else did you do? There's nothing else to do. You want to cast out devils? You don't have your own ministry to cast out devils. God has a plan. Through his son's name. Jesus said, In my name shall you take authority over all devils. In my name you take authority over all devils. sometimes I go back over to him and lay my hands on him and I said, now Satan, you're you're not going to steal this young man's mind. I'm not going to let you. God sent me here to help him, but I didn't know it when he sent me here, but now I know it. And I said, I know what to do. And I said, if you don't know what faith is, then you're going to lose the battle. But I said, I'm going to break the power of the devil over this young man. And I said, I command you to obey me and come out of him. He said, well, did you change? No. What are you going to change to? That's what Jesus told you to do. He has the best minister in the world. If you obey Jesus, you can't go wrong. Blessed be God forevermore. So I was down there, and I sat on the front. And he was sitting across from me. There's a man sitting over here, a doctor sitting over here, and here, and here, and from here, and here, and here. All sitting downstairs, been sitting there all night, you know. And so, there were times we'd be sitting there, you know, and sometimes we'd say a few words to each other, and once what well, well, I'd say, devil, now you can't keep this young, young boy as mine. I command you to obey me. Come out of him, I said. And I wouldn't let go. I just kept on doing the same thing. Right before daylight, he gets up out of his seat he was from New Jersey going to Cumberland College in Chattanooga, Tennessee he uh, so I just kept on and on and on I wouldn't change I wouldn't rebel on and on and on Sometimes I'd rest for a while and I'd say, Satan, you can't stay in this young man's mind. God sent me here to get him free. You don't have no right to stay in his mind because I command you in Jesus' name, come out of him, I said. Come out of him. And so, if you do it so long, you know, you'll find out that faith works. Right about the time of crack of dawn, crack of daylight, I, uh, he gets up out of his seat. As far as I know, he hasn't said a word. Other well, fellows wasn't talking much, but he had not said a word. He gets up out of his seat and he marches over in front of me, stands in front of me like a statue figure, stands in front of me. I'm going one has been praying for him all night. He stands in front of me like this. I'm sitting right here. He's sitting over there. He gets up, walks around like this, stands in front of me, and this is what he did. He stood on one foot. I didn't even know a human being could do this. And he stands on one foot. He puts his other foot up like this. He looks like an athletic statue of some kind. And he puts his hand up like this. And on one foot, and put foot, foot back, and then he puts it like this. But he stood still, and he just stand that way, and he just stand that way. And I'm sitting in the chair, and he's standing right here. I say, in Jesus name, come out of him. You can't keep him. I'm not going to let you. And I said, you're not going to send him to the moccasin bin for the rest of his life. I know you want to, but you're not going to. In Jesus' name, I command you to obey me. Come out of him. After doing that, probably maybe an hour. If you're going to help real tough cases, folks, in this kind of ministry, you're going to have to know what faith is. Do you understand that? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. So he is standing there in front of me, and once in a while, I'd say, "Come out of him." He wouldn't flinch. I guess about an hour or two of that, and him standing in front of me like some kind of athletic statue. I was looking at his side of the head, and and his mouth was closed. And so I looked up one time at his mouth, and his tongue was oozing out of his mouth, just a little teeny bit between his lips. He was like that, and then he's like this. I'd say in Jesus' name, come out of him. Four or five times real strong, it would come like this. I'd say in Jesus' name, come out of him. I'd say a few more times, his tongue would go. sticking out and, and, and so I said obey oh, me I said come out of him and turn his mind loose you don't have no right to his mind and you're not going to take him to moccasin and Ben he's too young he's too sharp of a young man to spend all of his life in moccasin and Ben and I'm not going to let you do it in Jesus name I command you to obey me come out of him I break your power over him How long? All night. Now you might say, Well, how I don't, I don't have that kind of faith, Brother Norville. stay all night. Well, if you don't you won't notice see the tough cases get any help. And the tough cases you find them in mental institutions. Are people that's already crazy I just kept on I didn't change I just kept on and on I didn't I just took it easy he made that devil to come out of him turn his mind loose let him go free and he kept on with his tongue, sticking way out then. And all of a sudden, he opened up his mouth. Opened up his mouth and stuck his tongue way out like a Way out, he opened up his mouth. And I just kept saying in Jesus' name, come out of him. And I noticed on, in the corner of his mouth, I noticed some kind of strange-looking slava. It wasn't spittle. It didn't look like it from this world. It was purple-looking. Running down the side of his tongue like this. Running out like this. Real stringy. It was hanging down, not like this far. And it wouldn't it wouldn't drop. It just kept on coming out more and more. It wasn't very long, then the other side started doing it. Now he's done there was two streams of this crazy, goofed up looking stuff, stuff. It looked real thick like, you know, come running down both sides of his mouth. like I kept in Jesus' name. Come out of him! You just have to be there to see a thing like this, to ever believe it, hardly. And so, it was running down, and it never would drop, but it ran all the way down to the floor. Took several minutes for it to run to the floor. Every time I'd say in Jesus' name, come out of him, it'd run a little bit more. There's a puddle of it in the floor. I don't mean a cup full. It just kept on coming out. It kept on coming out. It kept on coming out. And there's a pile of it. Don't ask me what it was. It looked like it's from hell. <laughs> the puddle of it in the floor. I told myself, go get a bucket and something to dip it, dip it up with and put it in a bucket. Throw it in the garbage. So they went and got a bucket, dipped it up, put it in a bucket. Now you standing like that, like this, and I reached out like this and touched him, and he was like froze, froze. Well. I mean froze I mean he was stiff I said well he's did you ever see a human being turn to stone I have maybe three or four times in my life I've seen human beings turn to stone I start praying for him totally turned to stone. Their flesh was real hard. Hard, man, hard. I said, so they lifted up the bucket. He said, and him, and he was just as stiff as he could be. I said, well, he's, he's froze. He's stiff as he can be. Aren't you some of you men, about three or four of you men, Pick him up and carry him and put him in bed. Now you won't be able to lay him down flat because he's froze this way. So they picked him up, carried him, and they had a rough time carrying him. Because one leg back here and one leg up there and one up here and here. And he's froze just like a, just like an a ice figure had been froze. They took him in the back room and put him to bed. Put a sheet over him, you've got to be kidding. They put a sheet over him, one leg up here like this, one down here like this, one one like that, this, one like this, you know, and he's there just like this, just froze. Just still. They'd call it his daddy. They said, Brother Noble, you've been working so hard all night long why don't you go on home he's he's froze now why don't you go on home to Cleveland and get you some rest and I said well I need it but I don't really have to go well his daddy is way down here from New Jersey so I went home went to sleep for a little while, and I called back down there I woke up not too long, maybe two or three hours. I called back down there and they said, Brother normal." Said his daddy came in. He he, he come back to normal. He came back to normal. And he knows his daddy. His daddy wants to talk to you. Would you be willing to come back down here and talk to him? I said, Okay, I will. I never saw the boy before in my life, and he was nuts the first time I saw him. I drove back down there, and I walked in the house, and he saw me, and he said, Noble Hayes, started running towards me. Just normal as he could be. Thanked me for helping him. And they said, His daddy wants to talk to you, Brother Noble. And I said, Okay. So he came in, he said, I appreciate you praying for my son, Mr. Hayes. He said, what what, what can I do? I said, well, um, you better give him the church that believes the Bible and, and, believe, and believes this ministry, believes a ministry like this. I said, do you know of a church that lays hands on people on the altar? you know of a church that takes authority over devils and casts them out? Do you know of a church like that? He said, well, I know one pretty close to us they do some things like that you know i said well you better get him in one so they can pray for him because all these devils are trying to come back to him but if you're strong you don't have to let them come back they don't have a no right to your son don't let them come back find you a pastor that believes that and knows how to do it find you a pastor because if you take this boy just to a nice church that don't know anything much I said, he'll wind up in Rochison Bend. He'll wind up the rest of his life in a crazy house in 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 if he goes to New Jersey. I said, are you going to take him back home with you? He said, oh yeah, I'm going to take him back home with me. I said, okay, that's fine. I said, just love him a lot and 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 don't let the devil steal him away from me because he'll sure try. But don't let the devil do it to him. You can make the devil leave your son alone if you know how to do it. Just don't take no for an answer, that's all. It's very simple, but you can't let him push your son around and make a slave out of your son because that's exactly what the devil will do. He'll make a slave out of your son if you don't stop him. If I lived with you, and he started making a slave out of your son, I said, "No, no." I'd say, "No, no." I'd to him. I said, "No, no, Satan. You're not going to make no slave out of this, this young boy. He has a right to live a normal life, and he has a right to be healthy. He has a right to be normal, and you're not going to do this to him. In Jesus' name, I command you to leave him. I mean, totally leave him. I bind you in Jesus' name. You're not going to make a slave out of him." Because that's mental institutions across America And probably across the world They make slaves out of human beings Blessed be the name of the Lord Thank you Jesus Isn't the Lord wonderful? So he took him back home with him Went to New Jersey Took him back home with him Last time I heard, he got him in a good church, you know, and he was doing doing all right. And he will be doing all right if you find yourself a good pastor that knows the authority in Jesus' name. Everybody say, authority in Jesus' name. That's what you have to have. You have to have authority in Jesus' name. Make them devils leave your children alone. Blessed be God forever. So they thank me for it, and Father thanked me for it, and so forth. You know, and I don't know—it's about a week, I guess it was that went by. And I got a phone call in the office one day by this is Covington College and top of Lookout Mountain. They got a beautiful campus there, and he said to them, the psychiatrist called me. it was there when, when all, that, all that happened. He said, Mr. Hayes, he said, I'm Dr. So-and-so. You remember me? And I said, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He said, you know, everybody in to the college found out what you did. You prayed for that boy all night long. People liked him. He was a nice young man. And he said, the president of the school liked him. they we were having a big banquet. And he said, the president of the school told me, he said, you know who I'd like to have as our special guest at our banquet at the the college? He said, who? He said, Noble Hayes from Cleveland, Tennessee, that prayed for our student all night long and got him back into normal. And his mind came back to him. He said, why don't you call him up for me, doctor, and see if he'd be willing to come down here and be our special guest at our banquet and tell him I will save him a seat sitting next to me I want him to sit next to me I want to thank him personally he said okay I'll call him so he called him, and he said we going to have a real nice banquet with novel and the president of the university of the college he wants you to be our special guest at the banquet so what you Because the way you helped that student that was crazy and lost his mind. And now he's normal. He said, would would you be willing to come to our banquet? I said, well, if you really want me to come, I said, "I, I probably could make it all right. Let me look and see if I'm at home then. And so I was at home that night. So I went down there. They took me beside of the president of the college. He's saving a seat for you. I said on the side of him. I said on the side of him. He said, "Mr. Hayes," he said, "I, I personally want to thank you for praying for our student that had lost his mind, and I want you to." receive our thanks for helping that boy he could have been crazy in Massachusetts the rest of his life I said oh yeah he was on his way that's for sure he said I sure appreciate you doing that he said Mr. Hayes would you do me a favor I said well if I can I will he said when this banquet is over tonight He said, I've already got it set up, if you'll do it. I'm going to take you to my own private office. I have a a big office, the president's office. And I'm going to get my whole staff of the campus, just just the staff. Not the students, but just the staff. I have wrote a book myself. And I want to give you a copy of my book, and I want you to pray and lay hands on all of my staff members and me. Would you do that for me? I said, sure. Yeah, I'll do that for you. So when the banquet was over, he took me in his office. And all of his staff come in. He talked to him for a while. What had been, what had been done there at school. They had a student to go crazy you know. See so it, well. Why the boy go crazy? Oh that'll do it. What? His buddies began to back him out. by running across the campus. On a special day. All the boys and girls was out there running across the campus in the nude. Well, they backed him out. He'd he dare you to do it. And he decided to do it. I'm not afraid to do it. You better be afraid to do it. You understand me? So he pulled off his clothes off, came out, and started running across the campus in the nude. By the time he got to the other side of the campus, his mind was gone. Gone. See, there's some things that you just can't do. Now, you might have got away with that at a drunken party where our devils are at I'm not sure you would have but that's a Christian college and you can't do that to God when you do that to God you kindle the anger of God the Bible says you Disgust God. You can do some things that God even repents that He made you. If you don't live happy ever after and live a good life, do things that glorifies God. Don't do things as his representative like running in the nude. That would put God to shame. You can make God mad at you. The Bible says, in one spot, you can kindle the anger of God. It won't work, folks. You better watch what you're doing. And so. They were so nice to me, the president, his psychiatrist, his staff, they just kept on thanking me for coming, obeying God, and going to that place where the psychiatrist took him, and he was there, and so I knew when I saw him, I knew my God had sent me there to get his mind back for him and you can get his mind back for him if you know what faith is because faith does not give up you understand that faith does not give up it's amazing what God will do and he will bless people you know If they'll only believe the Lord Jesus Christ and what he said, he'll do great things for you. But you can't put God to shame. You put God to shame and you're in trouble. You understand that? You could drop dead, you know, by pulling that kind of stuff. So as far as I know, he's all right now. His daddy talked to me and I told him, I said, well, you better get him in the Bible believing church. And of course, most all churches will tell you they believe the Bible. But you've got to give him in one in the church that will take authority over the devil. And don't let, don't let the devil have your son. Blessed be God forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't the Lord wonderful? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, tonight, we'll bow your heads, please, just for a minute, and we'll see if you need something from the Lord tonight. Because he's always wanting to help you. Blessed be God forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can do this first if you want to. I have a maternity home. Thank God. Had me raise it up about 27 years ago. And it's amazing what God will do for you if you listen to Him. He wanted me to flag little girls down that's pregnant and no husbands and no friends. Most of the time they have no friends and no money. But they're pregnant. And no husband. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He'll do great things for you if you let him go. If you'll just let him. Thank you, Jesus, forevermore. The Lord told me to flag them down on the way to the abortion clinic about 27 years ago. So I've had a large home, about 12, 14 bedrooms and 7 or 8 baths, where we take girls, little young girls that's pregnant and no husband and no money. But they're pregnant. We feed them, give them some money every week. to buy powder and stuff like that with you know and so God blesses them mightily we try to get them all saved and spirit filled when we take them it's amazing what God will do for you if you'll help somebody else always try to become a friend always try to do like Jesus does Become a friend of somebody that needs help real bad. Jesus is their friend. A lot of times they don't have any friends. No money either. But Jesus is always their friend. So. Rodney said to take up an offering tonight for my ministry. And help things like that you know and so you know how Rodney is he likes to help everybody's ministry if he can and I believe I'll call on him